Welcome to My 90s Playlist. This is a podcast about the hits of the 90s. We're looking at what made our favorite songs so popular back then and why we still love them now. I'm Tracy, a.k.a. Young Energetic. Yeah, Because I got energy today and I'm so excited to be here. I'm a Koto, a.k.a. Ko, a.k.a. Squat Queen, a.k.a. Mm. DJ Deadlift. Uh, oh. If you have not noticed, <laughs> be there's a story behind four. this. <laughs> I'm in my gym clothes right now. <laughs> Because I woke up late and I was like, I need to work out after the podcast. Mm. So when I get dressed now, right. I'll be in a state of mind. You know what I'm saying? So calling myself DJ Deadlift is just like a way to just... Get okay. you in the headspace. Yeah, also, I'm in headspace. I'm in headspace. It's wonderful. I approve. I approve. So, DJ Deadlift, in each episode, <laughs> we'll dive deep on one of our favorite songs of the 90s, the lyrics, the music, and how each song came to be. And we'll look at the effects each of these songs had on the world. We'll do some games, tell some stories, and above all, we'll celebrate the music that we love oh so much. DJ Deadlift, I have a question. Yes, what When you're um, lying naked on the floor, what mm-hmm. do you listen to? Oh, there's only one option. Is it Torn by Natalie and Brulia? Nothing's right, I'm torn. Uh, I'm a lot of faith. Wait, how did you hit this that harmony so quick? This is how I feel. Kirk Franklin. <laughs> you're so good at that shit. <laughs> Thank you, girl. Like, did y'all... I just, you know, listeners, know. did you hear that? She just came in with the harmony, like, <laughs> as soon as I opened my mouth. You can stop hyping me up. It's a real stop. gift. It's a real gift. Okay. Aww. I thought I saw a man born to lie. It sounds like fireflies and daisies. It really is. And like a baby doll dress. And she's so cute. She's adorable. Well, you couldn't be that man I adore. You don't seem to know, you seem to care what your heart is for. Well, I don't know him anymore. There's nothing where he used to lie. The conversation has one dry. That's what's going on. Nothing's fine, I'm torn. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. I'm cold and I am shamed. Lying naked on the floor. Why? Illusions, who knows? What was she you doing that like kitchen floor or like the... I thought the bathroom floor. Mmm. Because why would you cold. be naked in the kitchen? I don't know. Why would you be in the bathroom? <laughs> I mean, at least you get naked in the bathroom. At least there's a reason to be clothesless in the bathroom. Uh, are you implying that you've never been naked in the kitchen before? Because I don't believe you. <laughs> I remember Natalie and Bruglia with really, really huge eyes in mm-hmm. like different rooms of a house. Yes. Or something. So that's how I remembered it too. Then I recently rewatched it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually her and her love interest like acting. And there's oh. like, they're doing these scenes where they're supposed to be like obviously in some sort of conflict, but then uh-huh. like the set director comes in. And like changes it, and like you see all the people on set, and like they're doing all these like acting exercises. It's real. I didn't in the video. In the video, there's a part of the song in the video. She does like the white girl rave dance. That's very funny. The what? The white girl rave dance. You know how people just start like flapping their wings and like <laughs> jumping no. around. No. Yeah, you know what I'm talking I don't about. Know. When people go to raves, they just do the like. I wish y'all start- could see. Y'all can see what's happening. You look anyway, like a- watch the end of the video because there's a point of the video where Natalie goes ham. <laughs> She's just like, fuck it, I am torn. <laughs> She's just like flapping around. This is the dance of my people. You'll notice the dance as soon as you see Whoa, it. Wow. I don't remember any of that. Is as- that what the kids call meta? 
it's mad meta, and it feels like she was poking fun at herself or something. I don't know. It was just very. Uh, it's refreshing when people do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I liked her for a reason. You know, she's a song. very nice lady. Um, I've heard you say that three times in the last two days. <laughs> what is, is this coming from? A particular experience? <laughs> well, I've just been like on her Instagram, <laughs> and I just. She has the obviously obligatory black square that we demand from all of our white people. Right, right, right. She's got the badge. But then she was like, I don't really get why people want to work hard. That's like not everybody's path in life. I'm not. (laughs) She was like, I'm not really interested. (laughs) What? You can do that? There's an option? That wasn't on my application. And like, I should be respected for not like really, I'm not going to kill myself. Like, I'm fine. Queen of self-care. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, shout out to Natalie. You know what? I want to go to this church. <laughs> and also, she's a philanthropist. She's not just, like, <laughs> hoarding all of her millions. <laughs> That's refreshing. Yeah, she supports a lot of great causes, and she seems like an all-around pleasant person. Oh, well, shout-out to Natalie and Bruglia. All right, let's learn some stats about Torn, shall we? Yes, let's do it. So, the Torn single sold more than 4 million copies worldwide, including wow. more than 1 million copies in the U.K., along which is significant because I am told that the UK is a smaller <laughs> it's a smaller English speaking market, right? Right. Yeah. Also, she's Australian, eh? That's my That was terrible. I apologize, Tal. I was not expecting your Australian accent to be that bad. Boy. <laughs> I apologize to Do everybody. Your thing. So, she's also Australian, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as of 2011, Torn holds the record for the most played song on Australian radio since 1990. <laughs> Played more than 300,500 times since its 1997 release. An average of 75 times a day. That's a lot. It's a lot. And as a fan of this song, I'm tapping out at like time four. (laughs) This is a lot of times to play one song. All right, Cole, this next stat. Okay. I'm going to throw some heavy shit at you. Okay. But just rock with me, okay? Okay. It's going to make sense. I'm going to catch it. So, Torn is the sixth most streamed. Stop it right there. Okay. (laughs) Six most streamed. Got uh-huh. it. Okay. Pre-2000. As in a song that came out before the year 2000. You're doing great. Okay. Solo female song. Solo female song, an artist who is a woman singing. Uh-huh. Okay, got yep. it. On Spotify. Interesting. So, you did great, by the way. Thank you. You did a wonderful job. So, basically, that means that the only other songs in this same category mm-hmm. that are more popular than Torn okay, are... Ready. Maybe you've heard of these. I don't know. Okay. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. Cute little ditty. Adorable. Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody. Classic. Cindy Lauper's Girls Just Want to Have Fun. A truly fun song. Because, <laughs> I mean, really, like, it's actually, all I want. It's actually it. fun. Tracy Chapman's Fast Car. Mm, the Depression classic. Anthem of the World. Mm-hmm. Shout out. And Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You. Shout out to our queen for being on this list twice, first off. But I also, mean, that is... Crazy company that Natalie is keeping right now. Can you imagine all these people on stage for like Divas Live? That's and Natalie's in the middle, just like Natalie's like. By so the way, I guess the fortune teller's right. <laughs> Natalie shows up, was like, I too belong. Right, <laughs> deal with that on your own time. That's I am crazy, here. right? Huge song, and I did not realize. Like, I loved the song when it came out, but I didn't realize how big the song was and still is. To this day. To this very damn day. All right. Fun facts about Natalie in the 90s. Mm-hmm. She dated David Schwimmer in the late 90s. Ross. Ross from Friends. Friends. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I just always feel like a fraud when I say, like, I... <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Listeners, I feel like a fraud because I don't watch Friends and I... <laughs> well, I'm I mean, sorry. It is what it fair, is. To be fair, all you have to do is have been alive while Friends was on the air to know that Friends existed. I didn't watch Friends. That's I true. Know all That's of true. Them. But yeah, I, the way I said Ross from Friends, like I watched the shit just made me laugh. I was like, I don't. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Okay. The song also appeared in the television series Charmed. Mm-hmm. And if you're curious... You can look up the episode, I've Got You Under My Skin. Okay. Skin is a theme. I feel like naked floor, skin. Yeah. Very tactile. Yes. Very tactile. Yes. yes. Natalie received a Grammy nomination for Best Female Pop Vocal Performance, Hmm. losing to another My 90s playlist queen, Celine Dion. My heart will go on. Wow. Because obviously, I mean, she saw that category. It's like, okay. It's a pleasure to be nominated, (laughs) literally. I'm going to take this L and it'll be fine. And um, also, you can still put on your resume that I lost to Celine Dion, which means I was considered among the Celine Dions of the exactly, world. Still exactly. Still a flex. Still, still a flex. flex. Big flex. So, yeah, I mean, really and truly, there's nothing more 90s than dating Ross from Friends. <laughs> Period. <laughs> and <Full> also <laughs> losing to Celine Dion's My Heart Will Gone. Yeah. Except maybe, like, Lisa Frank stickers. It's the Ooh. only thing that's more 90s. Right. If she had worn, like, Lisa Frank stickers. The you Holy Trinity. Present. Right. <laughs> Of the 90s. <laughs> Tracy. Yes. Here's what you need to know about Torn. Okay. Big hit. I agree. But it's also a cover. What? Yes, it's a cover. Okay. Um, and also, it's recorded in mad languages and mad genres. And really? we'll get to some of that stuff later. Yeah. And other genres as well? Yeah. And you should know that the shit claps in each one. What? I'm it's so like excited. Right. Okay. So, Torn was originally written in 1993 by American songwriters Scott Cutler and Ann Previn and producer Phil Thoroughly as a song solo for Ann Previn. Cutler and Previn's band Edna Swap huh. performed it live a couple times, but they just never recorded it. Okay. The first recording of the song was in 1993 by Danish singer Liz Sorison as Brend, which may be <laughs> the way you pronounce burned. Okay. In Danish. Okay. I'm Torn, sorry, y'all. Burned. I don't read. I, get it. I don't read Danish. My bad. Let's listen to it. Okay. You like that? I, I, I mean, I know you like it. It does still sound as like brooding and like yeah. She has the same Natalie energy. Okay, so it slaps in Danish. Uh-huh. All right. Then Edna Swap, the American band who first played it live, mm-hmm. finally recorded it in 1997 on their album Wacko Magneto. Okay. Fun fact, Anne Previn, the lead singer of Edna Swap, came up with the band's name after she dreamed she was in a band of the same name. That was so bad that they were booed off stage. I personally wow. would have went a different direction than, uh-huh. the, <laughs> than the name of a band that I, in my dream in which I bombed. But, you know, do you think? I would like to say that every time you say Edna Swap, I imagine two families of people swapping on Edna's. <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't want this one no more. <laughs> you try you it take out mine, I'll take yeah, I know. We'll, and we'll meet back in a week and see That's how funny. it's going. That's funny. <laughs> so, yeah, let's play the Edna Swap version of Torn. This is when you like broke up with your ninth grade boyfriend. Right. And you just think you need to feel like real deep for a second and sad. I love this version. Like the guitar. It's quite pensive. It sounds like walking through 
a pool full of like honey or something, you know? I enjoyed it too. But okay, what I'm trying to trap. tell you <laughs> and the trap what I'm trying to tell you is that all these versions slap. I have not heard an unslapping version yet. We're gonna keep it going. Okay. okay. Now we get to how Natalie got it. Okay. And how she made it super duper poppy. So Phil Thornley, the producer, mm-hmm. worked on Natalie's first album. Thornley gave her Torn and co-wrote five other songs in the LP. Just an aside, Thornley is like super legit. He became one of the most popular producers in pop with a client list, including Ronan Keating, Brian Adams, hmm. and Amel C from Spice Girls. What? Yeah. So yeah, that's how Natalie got her hands on it. Okay. okay. And made it the hit that it is today. Huh. So remember how I told you that whatever language you want to hear Torn in, chances are that version is, exists. Okay. Okay, maybe that's a bit of an exaggeration. I don't know if it's like in Swahili. But <laughs> in 2005, Brazilian girl group Rouge recorded a Portuguese version of the song titled I Believe in You. I Believe in You. <laughs> I know you've never spoken Portuguese day of your life. If it's like Spanish, I'm going to try to go with it. Okay, you got it. O Amor e Iluaso. Sorry, Love y'all. It. Love um, it. Love it. I think you did great. This version, too, I quite like. Okay. I mean, everything sounds better in Portuguese. It's I will sexy. say. It is. It is. This sounds less tortured. Yes, it does. You know? I should note that the song was not called Torn in this version. It's called Love is an Illusion. Ooh, I um, love it even more now. So these girls was bad. <laughs> they just had a bad breakup, some shit. Same. So you feeling that, right? I feel I, like I'm... I'm three, I, yes. Am I three for three right now? When I told you that you all are. of them slap? Okay. Yeah. So now, there's mm-hmm. a Uzbek, as in from Uzbekistan, Ooh. band called Bolalar. Okay. And they recorded a translated cover. The title is translated to "Believe Me, I Miss You," which I think is huh. which I think is quite nice. Not just "I Miss You," but "Believe like, Me." Trust me, I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Please believe me. Please. That's actually like that's the way a lioness man. I mean, actually, he doesn't he doesn't miss you at all. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> he is over some other girl's house texting you. Right. So now, no, for real though, for real, <laughs> for real. <laughs> so yeah, torn is a cover, mm-hmm. but who cares? Because all the versions are great. It works. Including In any flavor. Yeah. I really like the Edna Swap version, though. Mm-hmm. Miss Edna. Edna Swap. Edna, Edna Louise Swap. Edna Swap. So, we know where the song came from. True. Where did Natalie and Rulia herself come from? I don't know. Talk to me, Tracy. Well, DJ Deadlift, let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, Natalie and Rulia, as we mentioned once or a hundred times, is Australian. Mm-hmm. She began her career as an actress in television commercials for Coca-Cola and the Australian snack Twisties, which I'm so curious about. I really love international snacks. Oh, I think I've had these. No, you've been to Australia. It's like, nah. Wow. Light in my face. <laughs> okay. So then she got a role as Beth Brennan on the Australian soap opera Neighbors, with a U, because Australia. Right. I love good soap opera. I bet it was good. Well, you are absolutely correct because that show is still on to this day and it is the longest running drama series in all of Australian television. Brazy. (laughs) (laughs) That's wild though. It is. And also like that show is kind of like the Mickey Mouse Club in America because like so many stars. It just birthed so many stars. Yeah, it's like straight from the show into superstardom. So here are some other folks who got their start on Neighbors. 
Kylie Minogue. What? Right? She played a tomboy mechanic by the name of Charlene, or in Australian, I think it's pronounced Charlene. Charlene. We can cut that. Short Tracy. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Kylie? Yeah. I love her. Everybody does. Yeah. Okay. Australia. Russell Crowe. Wait, what? <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> he was on Neighbors for four episodes as Henry's ex-cellmate. I buy it. You know? Yeah. From cellmate to gladiator. Right. Sure. It's a straight line. <laughs> right. That old cellmate to gladiator pipeline. Just <laughs> popping on down. Margot Robbie. She what? played. Mm-hmm, she was a ditzy teen named Donna. And my former future ex-husband... I had an internal breakup over okay. some things. Liam Hemsworth. He fine, though. Girl, I don't want to talk about it. I'm still upset. Okay. He played paraplegic Josh Taylor. That is an impressive alumni. It is. For that show. And apparently, the storyline is very wide and vast because we'd have had cellmates and tomboy mechanics and ditzy teens and. Like all good soap operas. I might have to start getting into the show. But you know what we need to do? We yeah. got to start watching Neighbors now so we can know who the next star is going to be. Yo, and we can just act. We can right. just be on Twitter acting like, oh, yeah, y'all don't know. Yeah, um, I know this. Mackenzie Lockstirth. The third at that. Yeah, I didn't even know that. Does Mackenzie Lockster sound like an Australian nope. name? I'm sorry. No, it doesn't. You're all mad at me, though. Okay. <laughs> so by the end of her second year on the mm-hmm. show, Natalie left and she moved to London in 1994. Mm-hmm. She met Ann Barrett, who became her manager, and mm-hmm. she convinced her to record a demo of four songs. And I think this is a thing that should have its own term, like just like a very quick term. I don't have one, but like... A term for that thing of when famous people are like, all right, I'm famous. It's time to make an album, whether or not anyone asked me to. It's just (laughs) time. That's true. And I mean, like, there have been times when, you know, like, it worked. It doesn't always work. Jamie Foxx. Woo! How did you know that that was going to be my only number one (laughs) actor turned singer? It's different because mm-hmm. he wanted to be a singer. Right. And he was like, let me use this acting uh-huh. thing to get up there. Uh-huh. So I think you're right. Oh, uh, my goodness. I cannot wait to talk about that. Okay. So, like, yes, there are some that we know who have crossed that line. Mm-hmm. But I'm willing to bet that there are some actors that you did not know went into the recording booth and published some musics. Tracy, yes. I'm, like, elated on the inside because <laughs> I cannot <laughs> wait to hear this fucking list. I know this is, like, your favorite shit. Okay. All right. The following are actors who, again, got into the music booth and opened their mouths and recorded stuff. <laughs> Not sang. I, they just, some of them did something. Okay. You know. Okay. So there's Robert Downey Jr. I believe it. So um, you put out an album called The Futurist in 2004. The album debuted at number 121 on the Billboard 200 chart, selling 16,000 copies in its first week. Not, not bad, right? It's commendable that he did it. But it's not, that's not a strong showing, right? Like, that's not great. Numerically? Numerically, you know, it's not great. But, but like, heart-wise? Right. Confidence-wise? <laughs> right. Confidence was up there. <laughs> Alyssa Gardner of USA Today wrote that the vibe on Downey's album, quote, can seem pretentious or simply dull after a while. But there's a moody musicality to tracks such as Men Like Me and Details. <laughs> Here's the quote. From the New York Times, dated November 21st, 2004, which, of course, is the year that the album came out. It says, quote, Now, four years after his parole, two subsequent arrests, and a year in a court-ordered drug treatment facility, Mr. Downey, 39, has become a singer, songwriter, and pianist. 
And I just feel like the mm. the cut in there is everything that is not said. Right. You know? Because yeah. it's just like, here's the fact. Right. Do with it what you will. <laughs> right. Then that's cold. She had to right? say all that. Please allow me to go on. <laughs> okay. So this is from the same interview, right? Okay. Same reporter, same interview. The reporter asks Robert Downey Jr., You've cut a few singles before, but now with this album, you seem to be joining actors like Hilary Duff, Lindsay Lohan, and William Shatner, who hmm. think they have crossover appeal as recording artists. Why put out an album? That's a crazy 2004 lineup, by the way. Right? But like William Shatner, remember like the weird talk singy thing he used to do? No. Okay. Well, he, used to, <laughs> he used to like make songs, but like only speak in his William Shatner voice. Oh, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we're not doing that. Right. So like imagine you consider yourself a musician, an artist, and somebody is putting you in the camp with William Shatner and Hillary Duff. You go feel away, I think. You're going to feel away. Yeah, I'd be upset. I'd be upset. Yeah. Here's his response. Okay. <laughs> Tracy, as you read this, I'm pulling up an image of Robert Downey Jr. from 2004. Just so okay. I can look at it. And okay. Just, I want to. Just so that you can, like, look at it. Look the at it while, while you're saying it. So okay. I can just really get the vibe. <laughs> okay. So she's like, Why do you think you can do this? Why did you do this? What are you doing? Why? Why? <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. says, <clears throat> Yeah, there's this thing about people wanting to continually demonstrate their prowess in many areas, and it's kind of a gross out. <laughs> but. <laughs> also, I found a picture of Robert holding his album. Oh, no. So, I mean, so that works. Yay. That works out. <laughs> okay. Um, he goes on to say, Clearly, I have some hesitation in being an actor who puts out an album. But after years of writing songs, it gradually became more real. Then after I got a record deal, and strangely, the guy who was heading up at Sony, Peter Gelb, was not a sleazebag. I couldn't stop oh. it once I said, where's my advance money? Why the Sony shade? First off. No. Do not disrespect my player like that. That's rude. I mean, Second first of all. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So, uh, it's a passionate songwriter there, boy. Oh, he's, my God. He's in it for the right reasons. Yeah. That guy is. Yeah. Um, Oof. Moving on past the Iron Man's album. This one both surprised me and it did not surprise me. Okay, I'm ready. Naomi Campbell. Wait. <laughs> I thought she was ready. I'm sorry. Because you was like... I did not know this. Okay. Yes, yes. She released an album in 1995 called Baby Woman. All one word. It's one word. Oh. It's a compound word. Got mixed reviews on its release. Okay. <laughs> it was a commercial failure in the UK. It didn't do well. I don't want to... You know I mean? Yeah. Like, you know I mean? Like, but I'm sure she had a great time. And you know? looked incredible the whole she time she absolutely was absolutely looked incredible. But uh, yeah, that's the thing that happened. Mm-hmm. Also... Mm-hmm. Put some respect on her name because the album was a success in Japan and it sold one million copies. Come on now, Naomi. Worldwide. Get that bag. Big in Japan. For real, for real. The Japan bag is no joke. I would love a bag or two from Japan. That's all I'm saying. So shout out to Naomi. See, black women always find a way. You know what I'm saying? They was all about the baby woman. Right. (laughs) My album going to be trash everywhere else except for one place. Bam. And that's all you need. That's all you need. You made it. Google me. Google me in Japan. One day I'll tell you about how I met her and and told her to her face that she was dreaming and she looked at me like, bitch, what do you, <laughs> what do you actually want from me? I literally... You have the best celebrity encounter story. I looked in her eyes and her beauty seized my soul. Wow. And I did not know what else to say. Wow. She's really there. stunning. So oh I would buy your baby woman album today. <laughs> Is it well, streaming? Is it streaming? Okay, sorry, go ahead. 
<laughs> okay, another surprise. Okay. Joe Pesci. I like Joe. This album is called Vincent LaGuardia Gambini Sings. Just wait, I feel like I should uh, put the accent on this one. Go ahead. This album is called Vincent LaGuardia Gambini Sings Just For You. <laughs> First in of all, of all of the people you just mentioned, <laughs> Joe Pesci's album is the most on fucking brand. <laughs> like, possibly because this album was recorded as his character from uh, My Cousin Vinny. Oh, my I mother's favorite really movie. Ins- really? <laughs> I feel like every Ghanaian woman over 60 loves My Cousin Vinny, and I don't know why. That is very random. <clears throat> it is very random, but she loves it. Hmm. It's funny. It's funny. Two youths. That's the only part I remember. My Two biological youths. clock is ticking like this. <laughs> so before he was a professional actor, he was a lounge singer. And what? yes, but he like was passionate about the shit. Like it was like Aww. his shit shit. That's like what he, he wanted like, to do. You could tell that he actually wanted to do yes, it. Yes. I'm not mad at Joe. So after he retired from acting in 99, he pursued a career in singing. He dropped an album, Okoto Marie, mm-hmm. last year. I'm sorry, like in 2019? 2019. So he's recording to this day. It's called Pesci, dot, 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 still singing. So literally, yes. That's my guy. He I'm said, sorry. I know what y'all asking. <laughs> is this man still singing? He surely yes, is. Yes, correct. He is. Also, <laughs> Tatiana Ali. Yes. Daydream. So yeah, of course, she's sang on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, where mm-hmm. she played Ashley, mm-hmm. starting in 1990. And I remember that episode where she's like in her teen years and like nobody was listening to her and they are in a music store. Remember music stores? Uh-huh. And remember those like towers where you could like stand and like listen to music and yeah. like, you know. I remember Uncle Phil and Fresh Prince. Uh-huh. They're like arguing about Ashley. And Ashley's like, nobody's listening to me. And so she goes to the tower, she puts on the headphones and she starts singing. Was it respect? <laughs> I, I think it was. Vague. I think it was. Respect. And she had her like she was doing the mic thing, right, with her hand over yeah. her ear and like doing the points. Mm-hmm. It I was respect this. because during the chorus she'd be like, "Oh, daddy, just a little <laughs> bit." Um, so shout out to Tatiana Ali. Shout, shout out, out to Joe Pesci who mm-hmm. is still singing, "Baby Woman." Shout out to you, Naomi. Congrats on all your success in Japan. That's really, it's really, it's something. amazing. It, it really, really is something, is. truthfully. And Robert Downey Jr., you just, you just good for you, bro. Yeah. Do you ever wonder how celebrities order food? Like, is Sarah Paulson a Diet Coke or a regular Coke girlie? Some peasant Coke? No. Or how does Sofia Vergara order a pizza? No, no, no tomatoes. I cannot eat tomatoes. tomatoes? Yes. Are you killed mushrooms? Not really. Okay. <laughs> if these are the details you need, and I know you do, I have the podcast for you. I'm Jesse Tyler Ferguson, and on my podcast, Dinners on Me, I take some notable friends of mine out to dinners in Los Angeles and New York City. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. That thing was delicious. Well, now it's the time that we have a fight because we've had too much fun for too long. So, hey, I'm producer ready. Eric. That's producer really Eric. makes like I'm coming in here and be like, all right, <laughs> we've done too much podcasting. Y'all got to scrap. I'm Let's... about to tear this touring game up. <laughs> Man. I'm all out of faith. This is how I feel. <laughs> all these, we're really just telling a story here today. Okay. We're, we're mm-hmm, getting together. Mm-hmm. We're listening to touring. We're putting ourselves in the moment in mm-hmm. which Natalie Bruglia wrote this song, and a lot of 90s songs capture these particular 
moments that people were writing them. So uh, this okay. game is called Story Time with Natalie and Bruglia. All you right. know I love a story. I'm going to summarize the premise of some indelible 90s songs and tell them to you as if it was a secondhand story that happened to me or one of my friends. Mm-hmm. And y'all need to guess what song I'm talking about. So oh, fun. Oh, so that's how I win. Okay. Yeah. First off. <laughs> Already there. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. All right. All right. So, for example, this is just an example. For Torn, I'd be like, so, um, listen. My friend's been hitting me up on my phone all the time. And she says to me, she says, she met this guy who was dignified, but also touching it with his emotions. But after a few months, he was not that interested in her. And she's taking it so hard. She sees where he used to lie in her bed and they don't really talk anymore. And she feels hard. literally and figuratively like she's cold and naked on her kitchen floor. Oh, I'm ready. Okay. Wait, like, I have some questions. It's like Natalie's taking it so hard. <laughs> Are we allowed to answer before the telling of the story is over? You are allowed. Wait? Buzz in. Make sure to say buzz or ding like we've been doing. That was my next question. You got to say the buzz. You got to say the buzz. Okay. Because I'm going to be reading, so I can't okay. look at y'all. I don't have those first grade teacher skills. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm reading and I also know. I'm like, hey, Tracy, if you want to go to the bathroom, you can just go. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. Y'all, man, here's the thing about people. They always bounce back. I knew this one guy, my friend Tom, he's British, right? He got pushed around at work. He was having such a tough time at home. But no matter what, he picked himself up because nothing could keep him down. Here's oh, this. my gosh. Yeah, Tracy. Uh, I give a Chumbawamba. Is that who that was? There you go. Yes. <laughs> Tub thumb in my Chumbawamba. Okay. I got to get this next one, although uh, uh, I'm very uh, uh, nervous. You got it. You got it. My favorite thing about this is that nervous. Chumbawamba actually was a punk band for a really long time. They had a lot of like politically charged punk songs that just like, oh, oh, oh fuck capitalism. Oh, oh. No way. But then they made this song, this dance hit, and then it got huge. They were like, I guess well, now we're a dance band. But the song is about... Normal people, regular people, like not posh people because they're they're British, but like normal people have so much resilience, you just get back up. Oh. Which I always thought was really nice. Yeah, that's cute. I didn't know they were British. Yep. Okay. Okay. Right. This is fun so far. How you doing? You like I'm you nervous. Have... I feel like y'all this got might it, not y'all be got much. It. Okay, here's number two. I gotta tell y'all this story. Okay. Okay. So I had this old roommate who was a bartender. Uh-huh. And at the end of the shift was the worst part. Because it's three AM. Buzz. Oh no. Do I have to answer? Yes, you have to answer. Uh, is it closing time? It is but... closing time. <laughs> I'm fucking leaving. This is some bullshit. This is rigged. I Listeners... love closing time. It's so good. Listeners, this is fucked up. It's not. Okay, okay. It is the only 90s song that is about bartending. I like this game. It's fun. Here's She's a... about to sweep me, y'all. <laughs> Let's see. Okay. Let's go. The end of that was people were like, oh, my God, take me home. And she's like, no, I'm the bartender. I'm working. (laughs) (laughs) Closing Time was written also as a song, which shout out to Song Exploder. This was an incredible episode. But the guy who wrote it, it was also like about his wife was pregnant and he wasn't prepared for it. So just like getting thrown out of a bar when someone else says it, sometimes you just get thrown into parenthood. And it was really sweet. Oh, that's cute. Oh, I like it even more now. That's sweet. It's it's such a great song. Okay. Okay, I got to take this one, basically. You got this. I believe in you, girl. You got this. I don't. I don't at all. Did a black person sing this song? Because the chances of me getting it are much higher. (laughs) You got it. You got this. All right. Can I ask y'all some advice? Yes. Okay. Here's the thing. My little sister is having a really hard time. Mm -hmm. She's in high school. Uh-huh. And she just got broken up with by her, her old boyfriend, her ex-boyfriend. Uh-huh. But she sees him all the time. And it is killing her. She's feeling really... Oh, Buzz. Yeah. Uh, Britney Spears. What's the song? 
Wait, no. <laughs> no! <laughs> no! Uh, can you repeat the last sentence of what you just said, please? Sure. And it's killing her because she's feeling really isolated and it's happening all over Zoom. It's not hit me baby one more time. Yes, it's hit me baby hit one more time. Hit me baby one more time. Uh, yes. I'll give it. There you go. I'll give Ooh, it to I'd you. I'd be stressed out, y'all. I need melody. I need harmony. I need to hear these <laughs> things for me to get points. You know what I'm saying? I like this because these 90s songs are really about like you putting yourself in there. Hit me baby one more time. It's just like, man, I wish my boyfriend would get back with me. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, that is kind of sad, actually. I will say, I did not know the answer until you started humming the melody. And then I was like, oh, that's what it is. I got to stop giving you leads, too. It would be helpful, but I mean, if you need the melody, what else? How you go? <laughs> what you going to do? <laughs> this what is you just... going to do? <laughs> Whatever. Okay. The score is two, two, one. Woo! Akoto, I believe in you. I still need to get this one. I have to get everything. You do, Pretty but much. I still you know, believe in it, you. Isn't it also like... In sports, like it's crazy when people come back from like three it's one so or two one. A code of so I'm fucking comeback. ready, yo. I'm fucking I mean, ready. I'm fucking in the fucking rare occasions right when that does happen in sports, as someone who watches sports all the time, let me just tell you, <laughs> I don't know how likely it is. A code is the we believe team. Yes, I don't know what that means, but sure. Right, <laughs> everyone putting their rally caps on for oh, a code. Okay, yeah. yes, yes. Okay. I know you don't know anything about my mom, but my mom is really into exercise. She's like, and she's always giving me advice about this and staying fit during COVID. Uh, because it's fine, because she's super athletic and she does all this stuff. She sees the gym like a contest, whether she's battling or fighting against the other people on the elliptical, she always wants to win. And she has all of her friends go with her to the gym and her and her whole crew are ready to act up. But the thing is, whenever you're feeling it, just jump up and touch the ceiling. Uh, it could be anytime. You can be standing, jump. You're sitting, jump. You're outside, just jump. Just jump. What? Uh. Uh. What on earth? Ellipticals. <laughs> What's the 90s oh, no, did I say elliptical and it threw you off? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like aerobics? I was so Sometimes hard. if you're doing it as a squat, you jump up and then you get down and then you jump up again. I keep thinking of House of Pain. Is that who did jump around? There you go. Shut the fuck up. Is that right? That was right. <laughs> uh, she of... didn't buzz. That was... She buzz. said. <laughs> Whoa. Buzz. Yeah. First of all, yeah, that's fucked up because I thought we were thinking about a woman artist. Look at your face. <laughs> so fucking happy right now. Yo, Akoto, who is listeners, it? I'm sorry I let y'all down. You know what I'm saying? I was really hoping that, you know, after my first point, I was really feeling good about coming back. I thought from... you were about to steal my buzz. Here's the thing. Oh, I'm going to no, no, give it to Trey. Like... No. All right. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Y'all messed it up. I told you this beautiful story about my mom doing squats. Listen. <laughs> and burpees. I thought it was a female artist because you kept talking about the mom. I See, the I subject... threw you off. I'm the game But master. you got to listen for the lyrics, though. You got to hear, but like, first the lyrics off, I just think you got to follow the rules. You ain't say Buzz. I I'm gonna call this one. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna call buzz. this one. No one gets this point. Yes, but it was jump around House of Pain, yeah. and sometimes it just makes me want to jump up. <laughs> okay, I'm I really ready. thought she was about to steal my point. That's why I looked that way. <laughs> I was like, wait, she's not gonna say. I thought you were just so excited that she got the. <laughs> no. Like I can't believe. It. <laughs> I was just like I can't believe I did that to me. <laughs> wow. So nobody gets right. it. Okay. Okay. That's fair. This is the final one. The so last Tracy one. has two. Akoto has one. This is our last one. Akoto, if you get this, you can tie. Oh, Tracy, if you get this, you fall out. Win. Okay. This one truly is a story, so everyone get your, your bedtime jammies on. Okay. <laughs> Once upon a time, there was a terrible cowboy named Loveless. He was a psychopath, and he had no love for anyone. One day, he kidnapped a beautiful woman who was dating the incredible cowboy named Jim West. 
Uh, Loveless had this posse with him, but Jim West took them all down. West wasn't afraid that Loveless was. Yes. I'm just going to go with Wawa West, Will Smith. Bang, got him. Wow. Thank you. This is actually the last verse of Wild Wild West is this story about Will Smith, who is Jim West, (laughs) fighting this cowboy named Loveless, who's a psychopath. Yeah, it's the whole last verse. There was a line that I thought would give it to you. He was the slickest, the quickest. And did I say he was the slickest? That was they He rhymes what? slickest with slickest when he realized that's he doesn't have any more. Because that song is so corny. Absolutely. Wow. Um, do, will, does the loser go first with their post game comments? Or well, y'all we tied, tied on this one. We tied. Oh, but I still got to say something. So, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? I, unfortunately, I didn't have a, an opportunity to take the full win, but you know, I, yeah. I did feel confident that I'd come back um, from uh, 2-0 and you know, uh, I think it's just pretty uh, remarkable for myself to have come back from a deficit uh, <laughs> without the melody because you know, that's my strong point. So you know, I just feel really good about this win or tie. Uh, <laughs> it a tie. But it's a win. It's more me. of an emotional win. It's, it's not like a win, it's win. a tie. You it's an emotional it. win for me. Okay, well. Um, you know what? I learned I learned a very, a very valuable lesson today. I learned that I should not be so nice because I could have came in there and took Hit Me Baby one more time several times. But what did I do? She said me several just, times. Let me, <laughs> let me just wait a minute. Let me just be nice. No more of that. Um, I understand. I want to apologize to the rest of my team because I'm sure they were just like, you know, it's not how you win a game. They're disappointed in you. Yeah, they, they are. are. I yeah. mean, and so too am I. It's okay. It's okay. I'm coming back in the next game quarter. Round, whatever, something. Thank you, Game Master Eric. Shit, absolutely. The, the stories behind these songs are ridiculous, and I'm so glad that y'all figured it out, even without the melody or the actual lyrics. That was a, was a fun game. I'm giving you game. both a bonus point for being good participants. But we still tied. We <laughs> still tied. We still don't win. <laughs> All right, Game Master, Game Master you're done here. Again. All right, I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I had a blast. How about you, DJ Deadlift? Uh, <laughs> great. This has been my <laughs> 90s playlist. Before we go, we have one last segment that we love to do called Put Me On. Okay, so after I listened to the original and the Uzbek version mm-hmm. of Torn several times, what's next for me, Tracy? Well... So glad you asked. Mm-hmm. Um, my recommendation is not just a single song. I'm going to okay. give you an entire album. You okay. Know? And this is also another actor turned singer. Okay. That we mentioned before. Okay. The one and only Jamie Foxx. Le Jamie Foxx. Oui, oui. I didn't even know you spoke German, girl. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> ah. I recommend all of Jamie Foxx's music. Okay. Basically, here are the songs that you need in your life. Okay, everybody, get a pencil, pencil, paper. I'm ready. If you still own those things, or just get your phone out. <laughs> Unpredictable, ludicrous. We all know. Mm-hmm. He's got a song called "Warm Bed," and it's just like so, like, like just good two step in end of the night Ooh, music. Okay. Um. Oh, DJ, play a love song. That's the twisted song I was talking about. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you <laughs> my? favorite but also corniest Jamie Foxx song. Okay. It's a song on this album called Storm, parentheses forecast. Oh God. Uh, you already know where this is going. You know where it's going. Oh God. Um, is this like the male version of WAP? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Wow. You just blew my mind a little bit. But the confusing thing of Kodo is that he sings like a fucking angel. Right. So and it so sounds... I'd be just like, I hate the song but I just love to sing it. You know? Right. Yo, um, R&B been nasty. Forever. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to listen to that. Yes. In particular, 
Unpredictable, and Intuition. I think those are his best albums. Yes. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. Shout out to Jamie Foxx. The king of actors turned singers who did it right. Who did it right. And mm-hmm. who's legit talented. Okay. I cannot wait to put on a uh, warm bed, wet bed, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically it. <laughs> um, I'll put all that on. Yeah. Thank you, Tracy, for putting me on. We will be back next week to add another track to our mixtape here on my 90s playlist. This was really fun and not only because I won the game again. We're going to see what the next game. We're going to see you. You still got to show up. So we're going to see what the next game. So what's up? Well, all right. Bye, everyone. Bye. playlist is a Sony Music Podcast. The show is hosted by me, Tracy Clayton, and Okoto Aforiata, and produced by Multitude. Our lead producer is Eric Silver, editor is Brandon Grugel, and executive producers are Tracy Clayton and Amanda McLaughlin. A special thank you to the artists, their managers, and everyone at Sony Music who made this podcast possible. For a full list of show credits, please visit My90sPlaylist.com. You can find a playlist of the songs from and inspired by our show by searching My 90s Playlist wherever you stream your music. And if you like the show, please hit subscribe and be sure to tell your friends. That is the best way to help us grow. Thanks for listening.